Hi everyone, nice to have you here on this podcast, A Grade in a Pearl Shell, where we dive into the thoughts of students, the experiences of parents, to look for those pearls of wisdom that will help us all navigate our situations at school better, whether they be academic, whether they be social, whether they be to do with uh, note-taking specifically or, or, or motivation. Um, it's all about listening to the struggles that you faced as parents or as students at school and uh, having the conversation and hopefully helping others who can listen in on our conversations and the solutions that you found. I think it's, uh, I hope it's an extremely valuable thing. Um, just to introduce myself now, I'll be your host, Chetan Bat. I'm a science tutor and uh, these initial conversations will be had with some amazing people um, people I've seen grow, uh, my, my students and um, people I'm very proud of. So the first one is Jasper Brown. He's started reading psychology at a university in Amsterdam and he has a lot of interesting insight into um, how to overcome boredom and maintain motivation whilst, whilst studying subjects that you're not sure about, how to find interest, how to choose your subjects at university and uh, how to overcome procrastination. So without further ado, I'm excited to introduce Jasper and um, and this first podcast. Thank you for being here. And uh, let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know if you think we missed anything and let me know um, if, if it helped. And so, yes, without further ado, let's begin. Hello, guys. Uh, Hi, Jasper. Hi, Jasper. Nice, to, nice to see you. Um, it's been a, it's been a summer and now you're at university. So I don't know if you want me to introduce you um, from from my perspective, but uh, so I, I believe I started teaching you when you were nine, ten years old, um, mm -hmm. eleven plus entry to Mill Hill School, and at that time I remember coming back to uh, one of one of one of the places you stayed at that, at that time, and you had some gallium, which you had bought off Amazon <laughs> um, and cadmium is a really interesting substance because it melts at, at like kind of body temperature so you're melting it in your hands and stuff like that and you're very very much into building things and making things so it's no surprise to me that over the years I think I taught you until you're like 16 17 maths and science and um, very very interested in how things work very analytical loved history and now you're studying psychology how the mind works so pretty pretty oh i just to say that well done i'm impressed <laughs> um, it's been a it's been a great journey teaching you um so that's 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 jasper from from my perspective but why don't you introduce yourself to jasper like maybe um what you're doing now uh why you chose what you're doing now and perhaps any other details about your background that you think um, are, are relevant, yeah. Hello, I'm Jasper, um, uh, a long-time ex-student of uh, <laughs> Chitan Bat, the best tutor in the world. Um, I first, well, it was my brother who initially was being tutored by, um, by Chitan and um, by yourself. And I was always curious. I was always asking a question more to you because yeah. I, I, as you said, you you thought I was always curious as when I was younger, and I was, sure, I've always yeah. been very curious. And um, 
I was very convinced about the sciences when I was 13 for my 13 plus. I really enjoyed them, but then that declined a bit and I started to pick up history more as a, um, a favorite subject. Yeah. But um, it, was, uh, it was a weird time trying to pick my course for university. Um, I applied to the UK uh, for history. I had a very hard time writing a personal statement for my history. And I was in the process of also doing my history coursework, my A-levels, which made me change my mind about my decision to study history in the UK. And I started to look overseas, the options to apply to universities overseas. And I looked at the Netherlands because of the, the geographical proximity to England, which yeah. made things easier. And, uh, so, mm -hmm. and um, what, what, what was my motivation? So actually, I think this is really interesting what you're talking about here, because you're at some point you um, had a change in your interest. You pursued that change in interest whilst you're at school. Mm -hmm. These are really hard decisions students have to make when they're about 14, 15, and they have to pick their GCSEs and their A-levels and kind of look forward in, you know, basically a third of their life, right? They're 14, 15, they have to look forward for the next five years and try and understand what they were doing, what they want to do. Mm -hmm. You chose history, you were passionate about it. But whilst mm -hmm. you were doing your coursework, you realized that this wasn't for you. So what was it about that that, um, that, that made you realize it wasn't for you? And then what was it about psychology that, that made you realize, you know, in that moment that is something more for you? Because I think a lot of other students would think that um, their decisions are final and they put a lot of pressure on themselves. But of course, mm. but of course, you've, you've managed to navigate the situation quite successfully. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not sure how well I managed to navigate the situation successfully, but I'd care to explain my thought process throughout my A-levels of what I was possibly considering or doing. Initially, I thought economic could be a very good choice at university. That declined as well realizing that my interest in economics was just, I guess, as a hobby, but actually as a, as a subject. And then I started to look into law because I was, um, I, I'm able to read all right. I can read fast and all of that. And I thought maybe that was a good option, but that declined as well. And then I looked onto history and uh, I was really fixed on history for quite a while, but then this coursework and the thing that made me decide that history wasn't for me mm -hmm. is doing coursework which is something that I've been told by my history teachers is something that you do almost every every two weeks at university or you write like a paper like that every two weeks but history well from my perspective is just uh, is just reading another historian's interpretation and just putting it back onto paper you have no input of yourself okay it's just it's, yeah. it's constantly comparing historians and okay. uh, there's something that you were uh, you wanted to do something where you're able to research mm -hmm. more independently into a question yeah mm -hmm. but actually it's an interesting one uh, I, I would um, I wonder if you get a historian uh, student about your age on <laughs> and, and have that conversation because yeah I'm sure I'm sure it's I'm sure at some point at some new frontier of history it's different but i guess a lot i i, I don't know the subject so well so um so it's interesting that you felt that way and then that's why you moved towards um psychology 
So interesting. Okay, so why did psychology not decline? What was it about psychology that kept you hooked? Um, quite honestly, the thing with psychology is I, I took it as an A-level. And honest, initially, in, my, in year 12, when I picked it as an A-level, the first three months of psychology, I hated it. I, was really, I really wanted to switch, uh, switch it to uh, politics. Okay. For three months, I wanted to switch it to politics, but I, I, I persevered. But then I, I started doing my own reading, not just the syllabus reading in psychology. And I started to realize it's not like that. It's a science that's continuously trying to prove itself. It's not like a biology or chemistry or physics, which is already well established. It's, it's a science which is continuously trying to prove itself because the study of uh, the human mind is, uh, is a very subjective one. And that's what fascinated me about psychology. It's very much a frontier, yes. I mean, I guess I guess you do have that. That's interesting subject because you have the uh, neurological side, which is very much mm -hmm. like hard, hard science, mm -hmm. hard biology. And then you have the whole consciousness side, which mm -hmm. is a whole crazy frontier for all of us in the sciences, whether you're in computing, whether you're in uh, trying to interpret what consciousness is from sub like as a subjective experience of all these mm -hmm. material realities. Very, very interesting that, that that's what um, attracted you. So that's really, really cool, Jasper. I think there's a few things in your story that uh, will be very, very useful for, for us to understand more about. First is, why did you decide to persevere with psychology rather than just switch to politics? Because that seems to have been an easier path. What made you persevere? Uh, well, to be honest, as my perseverance, it's not a very remarkable story. It's a very... Uh, studenty story i was uh, i was too afraid to catch up for the politics syllabus after already a month and a half in and so it's nothing fascinating but i was i was too afraid to catch up with the syllabus that i'd missed it's very practical <laughs> it makes a lot of sense and when, when you say persevere what did that entail like what did you what what did that look like um were you finding it boring and uh, had to kind of mm -hmm. motivate yourself or, or what did persevering look like for you? Perseverance meant doing all of you, doing your assignments, doing them on time, trying to be attentive in class to actually learn something, mm -hmm. even though it's something which was strongly not connecting with me as a subject for uh, the first uh, three or four months in school. And then, um, uh, that's that's what perseverance looked like. It's not a very uh, again. It's not a very remarkable story. It's just what of a student. Perseverance is it looks like a grind, and it's it's good when we show it. <laughs> it's for exactly what it what it is. But what becomes interesting about that story again is that it was a subject that wasn't connecting with you. You knew you had to complete it, so you knew that that was something that you had to do. There wasn't another mm -hmm. option. So you had to force yourself to be attentive in class to learn. But none of those things right now indicate a reason as to why you need to take an interest, why you do your own reading around the subject. So what marked the transition to doing your own reading? To be honest, the transition, uh, yeah. I guess, it was, it was because of situational factors. And to a big part of it, like many conversations in the last two years, mm -hmm. it was related to the pandemic and uh, starting to spend time at home. Okay, okay, so you had and, more time. Uh, 
it was yeah i guess it was also um a, an, an experience of personal growth because okay. i uh for me the the first the first the first lockdown in uh the spring of 2000 uh, 2020 it was a very uh personally tough experience of personal growth and trying to mature okay and with that i started to get into mindfulness and it was maybe youtube clips which would bring you which would get me interested on literature that was mentioned in these youtube clips and then i would start to read around that literature and then i actually got into the literature okay okay so so do i have this correct so it's uh it's partly due to the it's certainly partly due to the pandemic uh, you had a little bit more mm -hmm. time but you also had quite a lot more um, to manage and you needed to somehow get past that and so you mm -hmm. started looking towards places with, with this kind of information that will help you manage whatever kind of stress the pandemic imposed mm -hmm. and that happened to be psychology a subject that you were studying and then that's when it connected mm -hmm. that's when it connected and you started reading around it and into it so then when you started reading the literature what kinds of things were you reading was it like um, did you start off light or did you dive into the deep end with whatever book was suggested i know initially it was it was more it was more philosophical things really it wasn't very psychologically related but it was more uh, philosophical things i remember something that i don't know it's this it was this merged interest between politics history anthropology psychology and philosophy it was this mixed i, I was getting i was finding a lot more about the past but not only in a, in a historical way but also in a psychological and anthropological way which i found very interesting but the first actual text that i started to read or read around was um jung's red book Okay, very nice. Start with Jung. That's a, that's a very cool place to start. Very interesting place to start. I know yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, uh, it was one. It was one of those. Um, the summary books. It wasn't actually Jung's Red Book because uh, such texts back then were they seemed immense to me. They seemed okay. uh, overwhelming. I think this is really cool advice actually for for anyone that's listening and who wants to get into a subject is, is to read the summary books. My, my interest in this conversation would push me towards asking you about what you discovered in, in Jung's writing. But I think we should reserve that to the conversation afterwards. Because what's, what I would like to hear now is that having gone through that journey yourself, is there any advice that you give to a student who's struggling with a subject because they find it's boring? Or, mm -hmm. or um, yeah, well, yeah. Let's, let's stick to that. Uh, to answer your question, uh, that from my experience, I think boredom really um, it, it comes around when you hit a bit of a wall in your subject, when you start to feel confused about your subject, when you start to get into a, a yeah, when you start to think, start to realize your subject's getting a bit hard. And um, so you start to neglect the subject a bit, and that's when boredom arrives. So the best advice I can give to get overcome boredom is to try find any method, uh, YouTube videos or Wikipedia or anything, to try simplify that topic as much as possible, to break it down into very small steps. So from my experience, as uh, summarizing it, 
boredom comes from neglect of the subject because it starts to get hard. But I wouldn't mind adding. Yeah. I, I just realized it myself. And you said when, when a subject gets harder, like even at A-levels at university, you can't try to make you, the, making it fun isn't really an option. But with me, my experience at A-levels was that the perseverance helped in A-levels when you, you reach a, a breaking point in, yeah. uh, in your in your subtopics, in your study, when you have a revelation about how something works. Okay. And it, it it's very, um, if it's, it feels good when you have a breakthrough about something new and you feel satisfied. It's not ex exactly happiness, but it, it feels like a big breakthrough because you found out something new. If, yeah. you, if you, because you chose your topic, it must mean you, you like your topic in one way or another. And when you persevere enough to make a breakthrough, that's what you look forward to in your subject. Exactly, exactly. What you're talking about is the pleasure you get after perseverance. After you drive in that effort and then you make that breakthrough, that is a fantastic feeling. And, and, and that is a feeling of progress. And that's a great motivator. That kind of feeling of fun makes you want to work more. The other kind of fun is just to make things like just, just to expect that it shouldn't be hard in the first place. But what you're talking about is actually doing the hard work and then receiving the reward that comes with it, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, which is an, a great association to make. So I just want anyone listening, I guess, to, and, and if, you, if you're going through that um, slump in your, in your studies at school, when you go to the YouTubes, <laughs> when you go to YouTube, it's about finding a simpler, um, simpler explanations to, to, to make the subject more manageable. But, but at the end of the day, you're going to feel that reward, that motivation after you put in the hard work to make that breakthrough with the subject. And that's when it will really start rolling for you. That's my perspective. But actually, is the, do, you, do you share that? Is that what you were... Something I'd like to yeah. uh, so, um, express to the people listening is yeah. that uh, from my from my I'm I'll be honest and say I'm a very big procrastinator, okay. <laughs> and I think Cheetah knows that above all people that I I like I like to procrastinate a lot, but something that helped me persevere is when the few hours I did work, I I I studied really hard. I didn't take them laid back. I, um, so I guess a, a piece of advice, of course, everyone's different, but what seemed to work for me is you have your own time, you, but when you work, you work hard, you have the sufficient breaks. And it's about, it's about finding a balance between discipline and um, being good to yourself as well. Yeah, that's very wise, I think that's, that's uh, very wise, yeah. Exactly. When, when we talk about hard work, we're not just talking about running yourself into the ground. <laughs> it's, it's about finding that balance and then receiving that reward. And if the reward will come, I think you've got an amazing story there. The next sub question was going to be, how do you work the subject best for you? So you normally have textbooks when you're at school. You know you have an exam that you're running towards. How did you approach uh, taking notes um, and, and learning? And then how did you approach the exam? Was there any particular way that you discovered what worked best for you? My best advice? Yeah. Well, honestly, I think 
any advice I give about studying for exams would make anybody else fail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll give the advice uh, because uh, maybe it might work for some people, but it's something exactly. since I've had. <laughs> it's something I've had since I was uh, 11 or 12, okay. where I would I'd basically rewrite my textbook in notes. Okay. As long as you, you, form, you form your personal association to what's written in the textbooks by writing it, you create the memory association, and that's how you remember. It's... It's a very hard and draining process, but that's how it works for me. At least, at least in my experience, that's how it worked for me. Of course, there are all these um, research findings about how there's the, the graph, right? And how if you, if you plan it eight weeks in advance and you do a sub, if, let's say you have eight subtopics and you do a, a subtopic every other day for eight weeks in a, eight weeks in a row, it will reinforce your memory a lot more. I guess that works as well. Yeah, there's that. that I think that's the forgetting curve, uh, where mm -hmm. where if you if you um, learn something and then keep on reminding yourself of it like every hour or every day, actually mm -hmm. your memory doesn't get reinforced because at no point does your brain require to hold on to it because you're going to remind yourself of it in, in, in a very short period of time. So you have to allow yourself to forget a little bit and then go back to it, triggering your mind to force the memory to the surface. And then that's what drives the neurons closer together and makes that memory stick. So I think that's the long-term vision. If you're learning something, yeah, the, the, to know there's a forgetting curve and uh, make sure that you're reminding yourself at intervals. Yes. Uh, the advice to any listener out there, uh, yeah. revision is not an easy process. It's very tedious. It's very long. Uh, but if you do follow this uh, way of revision, uh, it personally fits into you as well. Um, you do a big batch of notes at the end of your subtopic. Uh, and then when it's coming up towards an exam, uh, an end of year exam, or even your actual A-levels or GCSEs, you go through these notes and you rewrite them in more in a more brief and concise way to refresh your mind even more. Which actually is a, a, a really interesting point. So when you're writing the notes down, um, were they, would you modify them from the textbook? Would they? Or would they yes, just, yes, yes. Yeah. The most important, very important way, unless it's a subject uh, from my experience, like economics, yeah. where you have to, with the beginning of an essay, you have to be definition perfect mm -hmm. you have to go through a, maybe a very painful task of remembering word perfect definitions for certain subjects but apart from that maybe certain concepts uh -huh. it, it would be best to internalize them yourself and then best and explain it how do you best understand it in your own words mm -hmm. oh i'd like to but in uh, maybe mention how mm -hmm. to stress the importance of past papers yeah, I would. Uh, I, it just came into my head now when yeah. talking about revision, and yeah, I would really stress the importance of past papers because it gets you used to the how the layout of exams and the type of questions and the type of wordings that you get. It, and, and I think to, to add to that, it also probes you for the things that you don't know because when you rely on yourself to. Um, 
ascertain whether you know a subject or not. Oftentimes you might over-evaluate yourself, like I know it well. But if a test starts probing you, you start to realize the gaps that you have. You can fill in those gaps with the masking, which is literally the way that you have to write it in the exam. And um, that, that creates a very, very strong uh, way to remember information and the correct information too. And, fix your weaknesses. So, so I guess, I guess uh, so far we've, we've, we've spoken about your kind of journey at school, your, your, the way you came to choose psychology, how you found perseverance in your subject that, you know, I think students should get from that, that if you persevere, there's a reward at the end. And that's where the real fun starts. Don't try and look to make the subject easier necessarily or you know, at the beginning, just try and persevere, work through, um, work, work through the subject until you find success, it will come. We spoke about how you approach exams, how you take notes, how you reinforce your memory and your, and your revision. But I think now uh, that you're at university, we can talk about what's happening now and, and looking forward. So what are you enjoying most about university? What are you um, looking forward to? Of course, everyone's plans change as, as, as we mature and as we work through things. So what, what, currently, what are you looking forward to at university and, and doing in the future? Well, currently at university, um, it's, it's fun, I've got to say. Um, the, social, the social aspect, personally, has been very fun. But it was a very big shock coming to university and the workload and the independence in the personal management of things because it's not like a, it's not like being having a levels people don't chase you if you don't do it it's, it's your own fault um, uh, yeah you just get you get your grades um you, you get your grades um penalized you have to find and do everything yourself um you have to create more of a structure because uh, in my course the lectures are pre-recorded and you get, I guess, with, with me, my experience these last few weeks is that I, the first week I got very lazy. I kept procrastinating about it. And then I got overwhelmed by the workload. But I'm not saying that the workload is small either. That I, uh, on average per week um, for studying psychology, um, I have about 220 pages to read with six hours of lectures wow. and three hours of tutorial, plus writing all of my notes yes. and doing the assignments. Wow. That's what, so like with, with that kind of workload that you know is coming up, uh, that's what makes a lot of people procrastinate. And you spoke earlier about uh, being prone to procrastination. As, as we all are, I'm, I'll, I'll admit to that too, but we all have found ways, I guess, of getting through. So what's your way of, um, getting through the procrastination and, and, and getting those good hours of work in. For example, uh, this week, I finally, it wasn't a very healthy routine, but I crammed, not crammed, that's a very bad way of putting it, but I, I forced myself to do all of my week's assignments, lectures and reading in three days. I started on Monday and finished on Wednesday and I did about eight to nine hours each day. That's a lot. of reading and additionally to that watching lectures so i worked most yeah i worked all throughout the day 
And the deadline wasn't Wednesday. The deadline was... No, but I wanted to enjoy the freedom of um, yeah. my tutorials and uh, interacting with people this weekend. Okay. Well, there we have it. I think, Jasper, you have discovered a great way of finding... Um, finding that effort reward balance in life and know how to anticipate the reward that comes with effort and, and it's making you do some amazing things like getting your assignments done early so that you can enjoy the weekend um getting you through hard patches in, in your studies and your work and i'm sure that it's gonna it's gonna support you um throughout many many things in life if yeah. I could, if I could add something else quickly, mm -hmm. uh, my best advice throughout these, uh, throughout, if you're listening and you're at A levels right now, you're just about to start A levels, spend your time being as adventure as adventurous as possible as you could possibly be throughout these two years before your university selection, um, to to see whatever you think is compatible with you, because. Uh, it's when, once you're at university and you know you've chosen a choice uh, you have to tell yourself that you've chosen this because you like it and you want to progress in this and not you haven't chosen it just because you were it's something that you were good at in a levels uh -huh. because at university it's you're gonna you're gonna lose motivation for the subject if if it's just something you're purely good at it's something which you, you won't be able to see a long run goal for why you chose this and you're going to start to get thoughts about dropping out and they they can get very severe if a subject's hard and you don't you, you don't know why you've chosen the subject for yourself very good very good actually just what i think this um marks a great place to begin a part two and I'll get back in touch with you for the part two, which is all about um, selecting university, selecting your subject, which is about um, uh, knowing what to expect and anticipate when you're at uh, university because you've hopefully been there for a while, what you've experienced. Um, and I think things like what you're saying now about how to, a lot of students think worry about that when they're applying to university, if it's hard, Will I be able to do it? Um, you know, and they they even have these thoughts about dropping out before they even enter the course. You know, because because they don't believe that they'll be able to um, overcome the, the the difficulty. And additionally, practical ways to explore your subjects at A level I think is an interesting one, right? Because students are busy. Um, and to explore the to, and practical ways to explore, you know, which subject is for you is, is something that would be a really interesting thing to talk about. So thanks so much, Yasser, for coming on uh, this podcast, uh, episode one. It's really good to see you. Um, it's really good to see and hear how far you've come. And I think the things that you have to, to say are, are wise. I'm, I'm proud of that. And I hope that it goes on to help provide some ideas and maybe new thoughts to, to people who are going through school and who are struggling with, with similar things, particularly motivation um, whilst they're studying their, their subject. Um, I, I hope to have you back on and, I, and then I'm really, really glad that we're staying in touch whilst you're at uni. Your journey there is gonna be a, a really, really great adventure. It'll be really interesting to keep up with, with how you're doing and new things that you're discovering. 
academically because you're studying a subject that I think is very, very fascinating. And also um, in general to any study tips and advice and stuff like that. So, yeah. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast, Jitan. It was a pleasure to come here and talk to your, uh, to your, to your viewers. Okay. And I'm, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll very gladly come on again. Thank you very much. I hope so. I hope so. I hope to have you back, hopefully next month. See, see how you do. Okay. Thanks, Jasper. Okay. Gonna... Thanks, Jitan. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye.